This is Agents Influence Podcast. I'm very optimistic about where we're going. And I think that instead of the insurance companies and all of us worrying about the competition, we should be encouraging that. And again, the data comes back to it, right? So there's enough room for us all out there. And instead of trying to shelter our data, we should be allowing that data to transfer because what one, the people need, but two, it's going to radically alter the landscape in a better way for the years to come. Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Agents Influence Conversations with me, Jason Cass. Got a president on today, and I don't mean Trump, and it's not a past president. It's something better. It's a guy who's making his way, him and his partners. They are straight killing it in the industry, helping us with their product and service, their software that is desperately needed in our industry. I want to thank everybody out there for listening to Agents Influence. I got some exciting things. I got something exciting I got to say. Here's what I got to tell you. You may or may not know because I've really only announced it. So, well, I've actually, by the time this has come down, I may have announced it a couple of different places. But we finally did get accepted onto the Spotify platform. Now, if you try to check out a lot of your podcasts that you listen to, if you listen to it on iTunes, Stitcher, guarantee you're not going to probably find it on Spotify. I mean, you could find it, but every podcast you listen to, not because they don't allow everybody on. We actually have submitted now, I believe twice. I could be wrong. Once was back in like 2016 and we didn't get denied. They just never went anywhere. And then now I think they're upping how they're doing their podcasts. And yeah, we got accepted. It's awesome. We are live on Spotify, which is sweet for me because that's where I get all my music and that's where I hang out. So uh, for me to have to go over to Stitcher is just something I always had to do. But now I'm rocking and rolling. That's awesome. Just wanted to say that. And it's thanks to you guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. They look at what we're doing, the action we're getting, the downloads. We kind of went into a lull there. So you can see we were up around eight, 900 downloads a day. Right now we're half of that only because uh, Jason only put out like two podcasts in the last four months. What's amazing though, we're right back at where we are and that's all because of you loyal listener. Greatly appreciate it. And here's the reason why I have you because I'm giving people like Justin a platform. He only has so much to reach. He only has so many contacts that he can contact. And so he called me and we got kind of put together and I started looking at his product and you guys are going to figure out why I love it here in just a minute. And uh, I'm just anxious to talk about not only so much his product, but just everything that this industry has related and around the ecosystem around his product. But first of all, let me welcome to Agents Influence. I'm welcoming you to the conversation, Mr. Justin. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on. And this is Justin Goodman. He is the president of Total CSR. So yes, while you have a chance, go out to totalcsr.com. You've probably even heard something about it. If you're in the mastermind, you've definitely heard about it. So Justin, thank you for coming on and having this conversation. It's going to be a good one. And uh, I've got a couple notes here that I'm kind of excited to get on to. But let me ask you this first. Are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I'm going to make you upset right now. I am an iPhone user. That's okay. That's all right. 
What's the, tell me the latest app that you downloaded. Like, to, what's what's the latest app that you downloaded? The last app I downloaded, I'm a simpleton, was a Team Snap app that was to coordinate all my kids' uh, sporting events. Really, a team sport app? Yeah, just because I've got multiple kids in sports, and now they all filter everything through there, so I can say whether the kids are going to be there, if the kid's going to be late and coordinate with other parents for carpooling and stuff and all that jazz. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Is that provided by the recreation department or something like that or through the team? Yeah, a bunch of various different leagues are now using it. And so uh, I'm making it fully available for myself because I can't keep track of anything these days. No, no, no. We're too busy. But I mean, it's just a nightmare. I had two boys that went through that. I still have an eighth grader, but he he doesn't, uh, he only does soccer. Gavin did everything under the sun and I coached it. And it was terrible because I remember the time before everybody had a cell phone and I was coaching Gavin and you couldn't even text. And I had to literally pick up the phone and I had to call every parent every time we were having practice or whatever. It's absolutely crazy and nuts. So anyways, that's so cool that they have that stuff today. So speaking of comp- competitiveness in sports. I mean, what do you like? What's your, what's your thing? You love to win or you hate to lose? Love to win. Love to win. Any reason why you say that? Well, I think you're growing or dying. And as I've watched football over the years, every time I see them, uh, like the Rams game this past week with the Seahawks, fourth and one, had they punted to try and uh, preserve that win and play it safe, I think they would have lost that game, but they went for it and got the win. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Because it's the love of winning. Yes. You've got quite a story that we're going to listen to here in a minute, Justin, and especially to where you are now. But what got you there, skill or luck? I'm going to say luck. Really? I think that if I could be born anywhere in the world, I was born in the right place, born to a great family that supported me and with people around me that were going to encourage me and nurture me, something that most people don't have. So I'd like to call it a, a blessing versus luck. But I recognize that I've had some advantages along the way that not everyone has been able to have. I'm just going to tell you right now, that's the best answer we've ever had. Loyal listeners, you know what I'm talking about. That was really good, dude. If you shrink life down to some very big basics or go to a high level and you ask that question, what, unless it's a God-given skill and still then... We are a product of our environment more than anything. So what you're saying is so profound, yet so right on and simple. I mean, you were put into an environment where, as you said, you were supported, you were nurtured, you were given uh, things and advantages. And I think it's really great. That shows a lot of self-awareness in you, Justin, because a lot of people don't realize and won't admit or won't are able to see that they were given special advantages where other people weren't. That's good stuff, dude. That's good stuff. Now, Justin, take us back though there. Take us back, diapers, high school, wherever you want to start, man, and bring us forward to tell us what, how you got this industry and then where you are now. All right. Well, I'll take you back to high school. I was that golf team member. I joined it for the girls and I was, I was wrong. It didn't, didn't pan out that well, but <laughs> I was was graduating and my father who had a retail and a wholesale agency came to me and said, Justin, I'm looking at selling my uh, insurance agencies, but I won't if you can tell me you're going to come in the business. And I told him there's no way in heck that's ever happening. I've seen, you know, you just go through this for all these years. It's so much work. It's so boring. 
there's no way I'm coming into the business. So I'm a senior in high school. My father sold to a publicly traded company, both as retail and wholesale agencies. And I went off to college and went and did my, my thing at college. And lo and behold, I met a girl and realized that I wanted to do something that made money so that I could provide for that woman. And at the time, I was going to be taking on a role working full-time for Uline Shipping Supplies after college. And I realized they don't have recurring commissions. I fi- it finally made sense. It finally clicked to me. So I did what any mm-hmm. son does. And I went and crawled over to my father's employer and said, I would love an opportunity to sell for you guys. And this organization was a, a big fan of, of nepotism, you know, fathers and sons and mothers and daughters, right. et cetera. And so I was afforded an opportunity that I never would have gotten otherwise. And so I was given that opportunity, went to work producing for them in the construction space and quickly grew my book and took over the construction division in Orange County for that operation. And after a period of time, it became pretty clear to both the CEO of the company and ourselves that our business space that we operated in was not the bread and butter that the agency as a whole wanted to work through. They wanted these larger accounts, 10, 20,000 commission. And where most mine played at was less than 10,000 commission. So ultimately, what we did was we structured an agreement. I purchased my division back and launched Goodman Insurance 10 years ago. And so that was a changing point because I'd gone from this weird publicly traded world where everything is micromanaged to the Wild West and had to learn to run an agency on my own. Well, not really on my own because I had brought my brother along with me. And the two of us started to get after it right as 2008 hit and the economy collapsed. So, oh, so we had just bought the agency and then it was worth half overnight. And so we had some unique challenges, some, you know, some growing pains, but I learned the best lessons of my life during that time and how to persevere and, and to actually mm-hmm. develop grit. So that's how I came into the retail space. And we've had Goodman Insurance for the past 10 years, still specializing in trade construction. Wow. Okay. Uh, now, so tell them what your title is also, though. I mean, and, and who you work for. How did you get there to where you are now with uh, Total CSR? All right. So I'm the president of Goodman Insurance Services, but I ultimately had some challenges when I left the big companies because in my niche, construction, it's very difficult to get people to want to play in that space. And so we have to hire, recruit, and pay a premium for people because it's like hazard pay. Nobody wants to do trade contractors. And so I would have to compete salary-wise with publicly traded companies, which in some cases means you're paying eighty, dollars $100,000 for that employee because they're coming into your construction space. And it's just a, it's a losing battle. You just can't compete with those large companies. And so we made a conscious effort that we said, we're going to go and train new people to the industry. We're going to recruit them, bring them in and bring them along so that we don't suffer this catastrophic salary debacle and fight this losing battle. So we did that. So we developed a training program in-house. The problem was it took a tremendous amount of my time. And yes, worse yet was that these millennials, the bad rap on the millennials is they don't stick around, right? And so we were running into a situation where even though they liked us, they may not have liked insurance or they had other things they wanted to do. So you'd spend six months training them and tremendous amounts yes. of time. And they just said, hey, I'm graduating on to something else. 
So we realized we had to do it quicker, faster, more efficiently. And so we built it into an online platform where I was able to remove myself from the day-to-day and still get 80% of the way there and then only have to cover 20% of that gap. Well, then what happened was it was working so well, some of my agency buddies said, hey, can we test that out? We want to see if it works for us. And one thing led to another and it did. So 12 months ago, we decided that, okay, we're going to give this a real go and build it out for others. And so we hired the head of e-learning for Toastmasters International and brought him in to help us build this product for the masses. And then we spent a long time in development hell and then beta testing. And we spun off a company, Total CSR, which focuses on taking that new hire and getting him to the CSR role competently in about a six to eight week window overall. And that's 80 hours of training and then follow-up work that gets them there so they can be deployable within an agency. And that's what my total CSR company does now. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. We use it in our agency. Just uh, just actually had to get a subscribe another user just yesterday. And I love it. And it's a product that sometimes a lot of people will just try, but I did do roughly 25% of it. I mean, I, I have actually got in there filled out some of the documents, went through some of the scenarios that they create. And I just have to tell you, I hate learning, but if you're going to learn, I realize also a little bit that I really hate learning because the platform I was learning on, you know, read this thing and then fill out, you know, multiple choice, da, 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 da. And that's not what this is. It's just like a lot of things I think in life today, you, you think you know what the software is and then you get in and start using it and you're going, oh my gosh, this thing is nothing like I thought and it is so useful. And I think it's a great product. And you have some other products, if I'm correct, coming out soon. Correct, yes. We just launched with commercial lines and we're launching soft skills training in beginning of December. And we're gonna be training on business writing, handling the negotiation with underwriters, difficult conversations with the insured where you don't want to be steamrolled, but you still want them to understand that they're heard and you work towards resolution. So we've got soft skills training, and then we launch personal lines in the first quarter of next year. Well, that's interesting how you guys are putting those soft skills together. I'm really, really anxious to see that myself. Why does the industry suck as far as having training for CSRs and commercial lines? When you consider there's a number out there, 80, 84, 86% of the business insurance in the United States is written by an independent, but yet we've never had this before. I mean, we've never really focused on that. We're always focusing on the producer. And we kind of came up with this CISR designation, which is good, not discrediting that at all, but I don't think it does what the purpose that we need to do. So why does it suck, which is the reason why Total CSR was created? The reason nobody had a training program is that the cost-benefit analysis. To build a comprehensive program was extremely cost-prohibitive. To build out every single process they're going to have to do to make it interactive so they have a sandbox that they play in is going to cost an agency $100,000 to $200,000 to do it. Well, if you're only training one person a year, that never pencils out, so we never do it. And then when you have solutions out there like CISR, CIC, CPCU, those will teach coverage, but what happens is the that new CSR, they need to learn the practical. They need to know how to complete in the core mm-hmm. form. They need to know to, to read loss runs and understand what a final audit is, what it looks like, what you know, the difference between remuneration and when it's not remuneration. All those different components they have to understand. And it's a lot of information 
And the fact that most of our independent agents across the country are less than 10 employee operations, it just is never penciled out to build a comprehensive program that way, nor was the technology available a decade ago to build out a comprehensive e-learning platform where you could recreate the agency environment. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good point right there. Recreating the agency environment, because that is kind of, that is what it does. You know, I love the scenarios where it brings in the paper and says, you know, after it's trained you on how you fill out those accord forms, then it gives you a real life scenario. Like here's a scenario, basically the producer, the agent brought it in, or as a commercial CSR, you collected it. Now you have all this information now fill out those accords. And you have to go through and do it. And it's really, really cool how it is because it is exact, you know? I mean, you need to fill it out the way that it's listed here, which I think really helps in them understanding whoever that is taking the course is that it's important to be exact, you know, in the way you're writing, to keep your periods, to keep things the way that, hey, it's supposed to be written. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was something in the address that we were filling out And I was making some little error and I can't remember what it was, but the point was the software program was right. It was trying to get me to pay attention to the fact that you may see that as a little bitty spelling mistake, or I can't remember what it was. If it was like street is ST period. And I had capital S capital T. I can't remember what it was, but it was something that was making it's like, that's important that that needs to be that way. So I really liked that because for someone like me, who's not good with the details, those were nice bumpers to keep me focused on, hey, this is important. And that's the one thing that I liked about it. So how's your success going right now? I mean, uh, I mean, are you guys, how's your business look? We have been very blessed. It's, it's been fantastic. The outpouring of support from not only you, but other influencers and insure tech companies who have come around and supported us has been fantastic getting the word out about us. And we, as of today, are at about 110 agencies within about a three-month window, which is is pretty fantastic Sweet. for us. And yeah, we just we continue to grow, and we're doing about 40 to 50 demos a week for individuals, and we close two out of three of every one of those. And so I couldn't be happier. I, I, that doesn't surprise me. That really, truly does not surprise me. I think it's also the direction of the industry, though. I mean, it, we can't keep burying our heads in the sand that personal lines is going to be as much of the pie. It could be zero. It could be 50% less of the pie than it is now. But it's cutting to, it's getting to the point where, yes, you're getting more safe vehicles, but also as the reverse of that, those safe vehicles cost a lot more to replace. So it kind of offsets and washes. But where it comes into, and it's just like, this is a burning desire. And for someone like me, who's looking at selling their agency in 15 years. This is a major thing. We have 249 million vehicles on the road right now. And the United States Transportation and many other surveys say that looking at the trends by the year 2030, if not 2035, they're going to have less than 70 million vehicles on the road. So that tells me you have smarter vehicles that are going to create less claims And then you also have less vehicles on the road, which is going to, it's going to start not being cost prohibitive. You're going to have to have some serious things on the personal line side that automated, that's just going to have to, it's going to have to be a different type of agency than what we see today. So I think agents as they go, because I'm noticing it slowly, they're starting to realize like, hey, maybe I should look at this commercial. 
But the point is, is you go hire a producer and the producer's great. He comes in, but the CSR that's helping him doesn't understand what's going on because he or she's been doing uh, personal lines, you know, and helping out a little bit in many different facets. And that's what I like about this. We right now are hiring somebody, a VA, and it was like, boom, I can take this VA and say, hey, you're going to start learning our processes but also you're going to start going through this total CSR. So as you learn the processes, you're also learning the process, not of how we do it, but also how it needs to be done as an industry standard. And that's what I love, dude. That's what I love. Sorry, I'm going off on that stuff. He's not paying me to say any of this. I'm just giving you real life feedback to how your, how your product can be utilized. Anything else any other agents are saying out there? Well, I, we see it a lot now that agencies are using it for their producers because the producer has to provide the relevant information for that CSR. And so if the producer doesn't know what needs to be completed in the accord form, they're not necessarily going to gather that information. So yeah, we've seen that. And really what we've seen is that the agencies, there's been this undercurrent where you're starting to see the, the younger generation take over and say, we're ready for change. We know it's going to cause some pain, but we're going to go outside our, our comfort box and tackle these challenges. And so the biggest thing is there's so much information, there's so much noise, and you have to filter through what's the illusion of a solution versus what's really the solution for your agency. And that solution may only last five to seven years, and then you'll have to revisit it based upon all the changes coming. And so I just think it's something where your followers and those that I see it with some of the various new organizations that have come out here, they're providing that shot in the arm of energy to others and the entrepreneurs in the field saying, hey, we need solutions, get cracking, and providing them that flexibility to do so. I mean, we have with our user base, to give you an example, we're soliciting feedback constantly. And they're just tremendous about, they're apologizing for giving us feedback. And I'm saying, no, no, keep giving it to me, keep giving it to me so we can build a better product. And I don't think you five years ago, seven years ago, saw that type of engagement to where the users are helping you build your product better for them. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Do you know why? Because you're listening. Tell them about loyal listeners. Tell them. Tell them right now. You know, I know what you're talking about, the way you're thinking in your head, because they're listening. No one ever listened before. There was because the only person that was to listen was the insurance companies, and they didn't know what the heck to do either. It took these insure tech companies, and it took us to finally shake the cage, say, get out, you old birds. We got new nests that we're trying to create. And finally, you had agencies. I remember when it started happening, bro. They would call you in 2014, 2015. Um, it's how Brian and Appleton and I met, who we co-authored the book for with me. It's how him and I met. He called me and said, what pain do you have that I could fix? 
and he was part of a software company and stuff like that. But I get those calls. I will admit those calls have kind of faded away over the last year, but I would get those calls so randomly. Now people just want to show me their product. About a year, two years, three years ago, it was tell me your pain so we can create the product. Now they've listened so much. Well, what it's forced the insurance companies to do is listen. It's forced the AMS companies to listen. It's caused our vendors like you to listen because it is adapt or die. It really truly is. There's no doubt about it. And I'm glad you understand that. And you know, Justin, the thing that's great about it is, is the where I like you is and how you can help change the industry is your power of, of your age, of being where you are of understanding that you've had privilege, that you have had things go your way that a lot of people don't normally get and being able to tell that story. But what's important to tell that story is that's a very common story to people who are older than you as a Generation Xer. But that story is not very common to the millennials. That story of understanding that whether you came from privilege or you didn't, where you came from highs and lows or you didn't, you can still achieve the same thing. And that's what I really like about you being listening. And I think that you and your age, we call them exennials, that's one of your pluses and one of your strengths right now is to be able to look back, but also be able to look forward as well. Seriously, I think that that's huge. Do you agree? I do. I think that self-recognition that you know, not all of us were handed the same opportunity, and yet the opportunity does exist out there. And if you're willing to put in the work, you'll overcome most obstacles because there are so many people who don't. And that's really what I, I see that with the innovation that, that I've, I've witnessed and when I was at your AI brain share, you've got a group of people who surround themselves with other talented people who are motivated and they have a support network in place and they're grinding. And I think it's just critical that people understand that it doesn't matter where you start, you can get there. It may take more effort because you didn't have some of those advantages, but you can still get there. And if you mm-hmm. leverage your resources properly, it won't take all that long to achieve. Hey, loyal listeners. Hey, a little break in the action real quick because I need to update you with something since we recorded this podcast. Today's the 17th of October. And on the 16th of October, there was some news that shocked the insurance world when it was announced that Applied and Google had actually contracted together to partner with each other. And what it is, is an investment. Google is making a pretty sizable investment into Applied Systems. Now, why that's important is because what I'm getting ready to talk about with Justin, I want you to keep in mind that I recorded this two weeks ago. And then also a week ago in our mastermind, I delivered this to this thought process to our mastermind. Okay. So keep that in mind because here's the main thing. When you find out and you read a little bit deeper, we don't know a lot yet about the partnership with Google and Applied. But what we do know is that Applied is wanting to get their AI and machine learning technology while Google is wanting to get the data and to get some insight into the insurance industry. Now think of that after you listen to what Justin and I discuss here. Enjoy. You know, let's talk about something because this is something that, let's flip the switch for a minute, okay? Sure. So let's talk about something that no one does. And I want to I wanna wrap it up with this, but let's have a little conversation. There's not a lot of talk about data out there. You know, we, you, you probably heard me talk about this at AI Brainshare. I mean, seriously, the only person that I hear talking about data is me and the dudes in the mastermind. And when I say dudes also, 
I'm talking gals too. You just got to be in the mastermind to understand our flow with each other. So the people in the mastermind, they, I mean, they talk about data. I want to take a second and talk about data because talked about this on the mastermind today on our meeting that we had. And I just want people to start thinking about this differently. And Justin, this goes for you as well. Sometimes I don't think that we utilize and understand data. And so I want to get your feedback on this, Justin. And I am. I think about what I'm going through right now with my uh, data people process and my great separator, data people process. I understand the people. I understand the processes. How do I create that data? And what is that data? And what does it look like? And where is it coming from? And how are we using it? And I don't know those answers. And I've spent a lot of time over the last couple of months just really trying to figure this out because I want this to be super special when I go to IAOA. And I don't have it figured out, but here's what I thought about, Justin. I figure, ask yourself, why do I go to networking events? Why do I do anything and have a relationship with another person? There's give and take in the situations. You're getting and benefiting something from that relationship. So is that other person. It could be a multiple of things, whether it's sports, business, whatever. There's a commonality there. There's something you're getting out of it or you're just not going to do it. We have too many things to do. So whenever you start thinking about that, I think that data and people are the same thing. I think that linking that data together, so here's what I want to say to you guys, all the loyal listeners, understand what I'm saying here. You have to understand that the data that you are going to gain and possess now and in the future will be of more value to somebody else than it will you. Now, really think about that. You always think of data as being, well, that's going to help me, right? How I can create marketing strategies and and YouTube advertising, and and I can create automations, and I can create processes and all this because of this data, and I can get smarter. And yes, that works. But it's the data that other people are going to plug into you. And let me give you the best scenario I can. An insurance company knows that Jim Bob, who they're insuring, hasn't been to the gym and the last couple months. And the reason why they know that is, is because the Apple watch that he's wearing and they are synced up with the data in it, but also synced up with the data at the gym that he goes to. And they can kind of see that he hasn't been sliding his key pass into coming in. So they kind of know that. So what they do is, is they hit the gym up and say, Hey, let's get Jim Bob back into the gym. And so the gym with coordination of the health insurance company, sends them a thing and says, hey, notice you haven't come in lately. There's no one in in the next two or three hours. We'll let you in for half price or we'll give you a free smoothie when you come in. Boom, Jim's thinking, I want to do this, but I can't do this. And the reason why I can't is because my wife's working and I have two kids. Well, guess what? Because the health insurance company knows that from all the data that's shared from a million different points, they now know that she is working. So the babysitting firm hits him on a text message or some kind of message in his newsfeed and Facebook and says, hey, here's a, for every hour that you buy of babysitting, we'll give you another hour for free. Now Jim has the babysitter. Now he's got the free smoothie. And what the health insurance company got and what Jim Bob got was being healthier. 
See, it wasn't about the data that the health insurance company had. It was about the data that everybody else had that they were allowed to plug into. So when I hear, when loyal listeners, and what I want you to hear with this is that you can't even comprehend like what I'm thinking about because I can't comprehend what I'm thinking about. I don't know what that data looks like. I just know what the soft and hard trends are. And the hard trends tells me that that data is going to be more use. Now go back to what I said in networking. That's why we network because you want what that other person has. Let's say that person knows somebody that you need. Well, what you're using is their trust to meet that new person. That's what that data is. That person becomes of value to you, not because of the things you have, but what that person has and can give you. Justin, you um, have a software company. You are collecting crap loads of data. What do you think about this? Where am I wrong? Where am I right? Don't pull any punches. Well, I think you're 100% right. And I'll give you how we're looking at data in a a couple ways. That'll that'll explain where where my viewpoint of this is all going. For example, we are examining how long it takes every person to take every section of our product. We are looking and seeing what questions they struggle with, right? So we're examining all of that so that we can improve the product. So not only are we getting feedback when the customer calls us or emails us, but we're seeing where they struggle and, and adapting the system based upon what we see. But to your point about everyone has knowledge that's valuable to others, one of the things that we're working on, which we'll have up in probably the next 12 months, is a consolidation of a lot of this data that's going to be useful to others. And so, for example, there's so many times that you as an agency owner have to answer questions for your own staff that you've probably said a thousand times, but they're standard answers, right? Mm -hmm. And so you you must do it. Well, there's no consolidated area where everyone keeps these answers. We're working on that. And we will have that out where we actually are developing it first for our own product so that those initial newbies in the industry, some of the best questions you ever get, are from those with no experience, right? So mm-hmm. that's going to be a repository where a user can just essentially ask the question, get the answer. For example, explain to me how a waiver of segregation works or walk me through an example of coinsurance, right? Those type of things. Well, it gets better because what we're able to do and what will happen in the next 12 months is we're going to go out to all of our user base And we're going to say, give us your top 100 questions you get that are killing you because they're standard within your office that you have to answer. And we're going to get a giant repository of this information. And we're going to have agencies from all spectrums, all different niches, sizes, and building this repository of information that the collective can benefit from. So that's just a simple way that we're going to be using it so that we can take this asset that we have in all these different users and those common experiences and leverage it so that we can all get through it a little easier. For example, how it'll play out practically is you'll be able to have a browser add-on that you'll be able to ask your question. So if you're an AMS 360 user and you're using a browser already and something comes up and you've got a question, you can ask that. It's going to populate the answer right there for you and you don't have to go looking through a book, et cetera. And or if you're that employee and working and your, your boss is on the phone, you're going to be able to get those answers in real time. And that's just a simple, that's like 101 stuff. 
Now here's, so you've heard of Ask Kodiak? Yes. Okay. To me, they seem like they would go great with you guys, meaning that from what I know of them and the little that I've seen of them, they help me understand where my risk is. So like if I have this or that, they help me fill in information. Um, What dogs do, does Nationwide exclude in the state of Illinois? You know, all these little things out there. And and if I'm correct, they've kind of aggregated that information that what that means is, is I can look it up. But also if I'm quoting in my Raider, and I put in that it's a dog in Illinois, and I put in that it's a dog they don't like, it immediately eliminates nationwide from the rating platform. And that really gets cool because that helps us be more efficient. I would imagine they would have a great database that would be something that you guys could utilize that if they know what company excludes what dog and what state and which one carries a pool with a diving board, has to be a four fence more. I mean, they know that stuff. So, and you know, they're probably pulling it from somewhere else, but going back to what we're talking about, Justin, overall, this is what we mean. We've already been selling like data for advertising purposes, but I don't think that we realize that we're going to be using, buying and selling data based on how people live, work, think, act, travel, you know, everything of that. And, and a lot of people can say, well, that's scary. You know, I don't like that. Well, folks, it's already happening. You're carrying your cell phone everywhere. They're listening to everything you're damn well saying. They can turn your camera on if they want to. I know all this stuff is illegal and I know it's a big conspiracy theory. I'm not going there. I'm just saying we need to stop being so worried and being fear stricken with these little things before it comes. So, so anyways, so Justin, well, wrap it up, buddy. Where do you see this industry going when your field? I mean, you got any competitors out there? What are you thinking? I mean, so tell me what you think. Wrap this baby up. Yeah, we don't. We're our own blue ocean at the moment. Uh, We welcome the competition, though, because it's going to make us better. And I think where I see the industry going is, uh, at least in my pipe dream, as I see it, is we're going to take those people, those students that had only one option, which was, I'm going to go to college, rack up the debt, and hope to make a living. If they want to come in the insurance space, we're going to provide another alternative that's more cost-effective, which provides a pathway to a very successful lifestyle, which is great for quality of of life for families. And that's the direction we're headed. And I think the industry is starting to listen, not everybody, but it's starting to come together. And so I'm very optimistic about where we're going. And I think that instead of the insurance companies and all of us worrying about the competition, we should be encouraging that. And again, the data comes back to it, right? So there's enough room for us all out there And instead of trying to shelter our data, we should be allowing that data to transfer because what one, the people need, but two, it's going to radically alter the landscape in a better way for the years Mm -hmm. to come. That's right. It will. You know, Billy uh, Williams said that he was listening to my podcast with Marcus Hayes, and he said that he ended up, instead of taking a shower, he said he had to sit down and take a bath because sometimes we get too deep and he has to be sitting down to understand this stuff. You know, it's not about that, really. You know, it's about the stuff that we're talking about is not sci-fi anymore, Justin. The stuff that we're talking about is like real life. You know what I mean? It's real fi. You know, it's 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 real life stuff that's going on and understanding data and stuff. If your head starts to starts to explode just thinking about this, you have one of two choices. You need to get out of the industry and really just quit being a business owner altogether because it's going to be in India every industry, or start preparing now to start hiring and putting people on your team. 
that are that that's going to be their strength. Those are your only two options. And I mean, I know what option you're going to take. You're a loyal listener, right? So let's start planning for that. If that's not your strength, you know, start planning for that. If it is your strength, you're kind of weird. Justin, leaders are readers and readers are leaders. And I know you, you're a president, you're a leader. Tell me what you're reading. Never split the difference. It's a book on negotiation strategy by a uh, former FBI hostage uh, rescue negotiator. And it's got some great insight on how we should approach negotiating different than what we've been taught over the past few years. And I've, I found it to be quite effective. Split the difference? Is that what it is? Or never, never split, split the difference. difference? Never split the difference. You know, if you keep splitting the difference, you're never going to get there. Because it's like, you know, you keep going half and half and half. They say you'll never get there. I mean, that's a really small distance, but you never know. Justin, appreciate your time very much so. Um, thanks, man. You'll be coming on again. You know, every time I start my mastermind, I always start with our sponsors and been talking about you a lot lately. And I think people are a little overwhelmed in the fact of they, they ask for uh, how do I train my CSRs? And then you give it to them and they're like, oh crap, you know? And I think people are at that oh crap stage with you guys. And I think as they do it, they've got to start. I think what's important is I think the person who's the agency owner or sales manager or whoever who is getting ready to place them into this uh, total CSR, I think they need to do it. And I think they need to do it because they'll see how different it is and how valuable it is. But that's the only way you're going to find out this stuff is just on this podcast of Agents Influence Conversations with Jason Cass. Today, we've had Justin Goodman on. He rocked it and he has set his sails, set his sights, swimming in a blue ocean, doing everything he can to help train you because you need it, but also it's the future. You need more commercial insurance and you don't have the training of the CSRs to make your agency rock. Justin, and his uh, brother and, and partners all together came out and said, hey, we're going to make this happen. So kudos to you, Justin. Uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. And this has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, giving a voice to those who have no voice across the world. See ya. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. 
So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast Certified.